going to be a different type of sweep the league tonight because I am on the back roads of Shirts, Texas, trying to get away from the construction going on. Rudy Campos Jr., stats in the building, the rock himself, Rocky Garza. Jemaya is on a beats break right now. He'll be coming back with us here in a little while. He's on vacation for a little bit here. Derek Gervin doing his thing. This is Sweep the League. Gentlemen, it's Wednesday night. First summer league stuff going on, man. It's it's getting kind of spicy in the summer league, even though the Spurs are 0-3. Plus, you got another great edition of Sweeper Keep. How's y'all's week gone so far, guys? It's been hot. But yeah, it's been hot. Hot as hell. It's 98 <laughs> degrees at 8 o'clock. It has been hot, but uh, my week's been all right. All right, yeah. Stats, you been doing all right, man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's always a, a highlight doing uh, Sweep the League here. And, uh, of course, every week I look forward to uh, to getting that uh, that patented uh, Sweeper Keep segment. And y'all, y'all tuning in today, man. Y'all got a, you got, a, you got a fun one tonight. Oh, yeah, definitely. What The heat. I mean, let's be real. I, I was in Victoria, Texas this past weekend, and I had a bowling tournament. Now, don't ask me how it went because I bowled like complete shit this past weekend. So no money made, no reason to talk about it. But even in Victoria, Texas, the humidity was terrible down there. I literally walked outside the hotel at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I started sweating before I could take the second step. What's up oh, with no. the what's up with the heat, man? I mean, is this truly record breaking heat that we're seeing here in San Antonio or even feeling in San Antonio? I mean, probably, man. But we're hitting highs of one oh four and like even even when I just get in the car, turn on the ignition, I still see like temps of like one twenty, one nineteen. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think I think I've like heard... terminator scene. Yeah, I think I had heard that, you know, we're 30 days straight of having 100, 100 plus temperatures. And from compared to last year, I think there was only like 20 days in the whole year. So I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, but we're just burning up out here, man. By the time, you know, summer's done, I'm going to be a different color of shade. Wow. Are the shorts sticking to your ball sack, Rock? That's that's what everybody. Oh my god, dude! A thousand percent. I was at Little Woods on Braun, man, and it was at night, and you know it's still hot. And I figured we'd be sitting outside. We sit inside, and the other garage doors closed, just humid, and I'm just sweating so bad. And I thought I was the only one, but now I get up and you just see the seat just with sweat. It's just disgusting, man. Now, is there a possible is there a possible way that we could come up with it? I don't even know if it's been invented. If it's been invented, my bad. I mean, whatever. But if it hasn't, can we come up with the the private park fan? Like a little fan that's just blowing on the ball sack or blowing somewhere privately where you can avoid the the sweat in the nether regions or the swamp ass or something because I guarantee you that's a billion dollar idea, especially for South Texas. I mean, we can invent it and see how it works. I'll, I'll just be a afraid you know malfunctions and you know you get chopped chopped down there but uh it would be a good idea we're not talking industrial fan rock i mean we're talking like the little fans that's what i'm talking about we're talking about the little fan in a computer you know how it's you know harmless uh you know not not saying you're gonna stick anything in there because that would be terrible but 
I mean, I, I think it's an idea. It's something that's, can we we got to get that going somehow. But first, yeah, we other than that, we got to get we got to get something else going here. First summer league, everybody's excited about Blake Wesley. Tell me, you guys are not as excited as these fans are on Blake Wesley because I really am not. When when do you guys tell me? Are y'all excited about Blake Wesley's play right now? Do you see anything in there that has you giddy? Because for me, he's not even shooting 40% from the field. I don't have anything but, you know, eh, for, for Blake Wesley right now. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, we kind of had an idea of him being like an extra, an extra at work kind of guy as far as a prospect and a project in general, even when the Spurs drafted him. But um, yeah, I mean, you bring a good, you bring up a good point, you know, it's like this summer league is the time for guys to come out and show like their shooting consistency, their ability to make plays, uh, their ability to play defense, beat their defenders. And um, for guys to, you know, not be shooting at a high clip um, with a good percentage, uh, especially now in a, you know, summer league, it's uh, it's a little bit concerning, but um, I guess we can't be a little, we can't be that surprised though, because you know, like we established, Wesley was more of a project than like out of the main three um, draft picks that the Spurs ended up getting. So, um, from from what I understand, he he needed some work anyway, and a good amount of it, and he was a developmental project. So, um, I can see you know him why he's struggling and why he has um, a little bit of a road to climb here. You have the lazy boy coaches out here saying that potentially Blake Wesley should be the backup point guard right away. I've even heard a couple of people. Now I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what drugs are on, but there's got to be some good shit that said Blake Wesley should start alongside Primo in the backcourt already. Do you put that much emphasis on summer league rock? I mean, summer league. It's it's. You got to see what they do in preseason. The NBA game is a lot faster with actual veterans and actual superstars than the damn summer league. I just think the people need to pump the brakes because I mean, at one point they had Bryn Forbes as a summer league MVP, and everyone was hype about his performance. Um, there are some flashes that you see from Wesley that gets me hype, and and I can see why fans get excited. You see his lanky arms and his defense, and his and he is a pretty fast guy, man. Um, it kind of gives you that assignment where, you know, we're going to have another defensive guard and it's just going to cause havoc down, down on both ends. But he's not ready yet, man. And he needs some time in Austin to develop. He plays too out of control, like me and you talked about on the phone. Um, you can just see it when they were playing the Rockets. They had that go-to go, go, go to bu- bucket at the end, and all he had to do was pass out, but he put his head down and tried being the hero. Man, if, we know a few years, not even a few years, I mean, you could say a year. And then maybe some some sprouts of where he gets some minutes, some, some rotational minutes here and there, then he'll be fine. But you can, you see the athleticism, the talent there. And I was real hyped when they drafted him on draft night. I know you called it yourself that he was going to be a Spursy pick, but he's not ready yet. And I don't think why I don't know why people should be saying he should start alone aside Primo. I mean, you have Devin Vassell. Exactly. You've got Vassell. And let, let's reiterate it, Rock. I called two picks for the Spurs that night. And this was before the draft game started. Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley. So I think I should be alongside Brian Wright in the front office. I know what the hell I'm talking about. Not to toot my own horn, but fuck, I'm good. We all know that for a fact. <laughs> we can tell you one person that's not looking good right now in the summer league, and that's Malachi Branham. Now, 
I say pump the brakes on Branham because he is a rookie, but this guy can show that he can get to his spots. Now, it's going to take a little while for him to adjust. I don't expect him to be a starter right away. I don't even expect him to get a whole bunch of minutes right away. But as the season goes on, do either one of you guys or both of you guys see Malachi's production increase at all for the San Antonio Spurs? And what what, do you think he's going to be an Austin product as well? Or are we going to see him on the main roster? I think he's going to be mostly in Austin. Uh, the only one, the only rookie that's realistically going to see minutes is Shohan, but we have yet to see what he can do on the court. But that's okay because you drafted him nine. Um, you know what he, you know what he can, he's capable of. And at first, you're going to see him mostly be applying, just be assigned to play defense. I mean, he may get his buckets and his little uh, gimmies here and there, but I think Malachi and Wesley will spend a good amount of time in Austin. If I had to choose between one of them, getting more minutes than the other, or just another guy just getting minutes and the other one's not. I would probably say it's Malachi. You know, Malachi, like you said, gets to his spots. Um, he, he he's crowned as the gem of the, of this class from the Spurs draft from a lot of analysis. And that's not to knock on Wesley's talent, but you know, Wesley's just an out of control guy, like I mentioned. And Malachi is a three dimensional scorer. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the rotation is going to be like. Whether you know Trey Jones is going to play heavy minutes or maybe Trey Jones starts. Uh, you know, like kind of like you you reiterated the lockdown Spurs with Jeff Garcia, but. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who's the rotation because beyond those two guards, you got to worry about who's your backup four, who's your backup five. Now, you know, it's gonna be a lot of questions heading into this training camp and in the season. But I'm excited to view what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's. I mean, I got to get your opinion on Brandon because out of all the guys that was drafted, I mean, Sohan obviously made more sense. He's gonna fill that power forward position. He's, you know, the defender that you're hoping for. Luckily, with a guy that we're going to talk about on Spurs Cheeseman being Chip England, luckily he'll be around to work with Sohan on his jump shot. But to me, Malachi's that guy that is the up, I guess on upside, I don't know how to put it. He's more of a upside or upgrade, I'm sorry, upgrade over Lonnie Walker. Same kind of rhythm guy, can get you buckets, but I think he's an upgrade compared to Lonnie what do you kind of see when it comes to Malachi? Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison with him and, and Lonnie because Lonnie brought a sense of consistency, but he brought that spark. Um, but I do think he is like what y'all were saying. I think he's going to spend some time in Austin um, as he should, but I, I definitely think he's a little more progressed than, than Blake. Um, but I mean, going, going back to him, but um yeah, I mean, I think he's going to spend time in Austin, but he's got, like Rock said, he's got a lot of ways to score. He can shoot a little bit more, a little bit better. Um, if I had to choose between him and Blake, you know, for getting minutes, uh, who would get more minutes, I would choose him easily. Um, I, just because he's got, he's multifaceted, uh, can provide more. And the Spurs ultimately do want to play their younger guys and get the minutes where and when they can. Uh, that doesn't mean that, they're going to go out there and give them like 20 minutes right from game one, but um, they are going to give some of these guys minutes. And I think they're going to give him um, a solid amount of minutes, not maybe not at the beginning of the season, but, you know, probably later down the line. Yeah. And, you know, Tankathon, you know, 22, 23, it's, you know, you're, you're probably going to get a lot of these young guys minutes as well. So I, I think you're going to see a little bit more Malachi than you will Blake Wesley, but at the end of the year, I'm pretty certain that we're going to see all the rookies 
on the active roster. It's probably going to be one of those seasons where, hey, uh, let's just get see what we got. Brian Wright did make a comment, according to uh, Jeff Garcia, who I did talk to when I was doing Lockdown Spurs with him. You know, Brian Wright basically said everyone's going to get a chance to show what they can do, and that includes guys like Blake Wesley. So we're probably going to see a lot of these guys on the active roster throughout the season and toward the end of the season. We're probably going to see a lot of these younger guys Get a ton of minutes. Rudy rocked and stats holding it down here on Sweep the League. Yes, if you're hearing cars in the background, it's because I am in my car driving. I've got vacation next week, so I'm working late. But you know what? The band just keeps playing on. We make this happen. We keep it rolling. Derek is doing his thing with his basketball team. Team Gervin, shout out to Team Gervin. Shamaya is on a beach break. He is Mr. He's the icon, the Ayatollah of music is Shamaya Reed. He'll be back with us soon. But guys, getting into, you know, the Spurs, we've got one other thing that we're going to cover for Santa and the Spurs basketball, and that's the Spurs cheese this week. Two words, Chip England. I don't, I'm, this is a, a loss, but. You cannot be surprised by this. I mean, you saw Becky leave. We're seeing coaching staff, Will Hardy, becoming the new Utah Jazz head coach. Obviously, he made Adoka coaching in Boston. We've seen guys just go around the league. Chip's a hot commodity. Do you think Do you think Chip is going to become a coach for another team, whether it be an assistant, lead assistant, or is Chip going to go ahead and just hang it up and say, I've coached you know, my coaching days are over. It's time to enjoy family life. Talking about a guy who's been with the Spurs since 2005, so going on 17, 18 seasons with the Spurs. What's your opinions on Chip, guys? Because uh, this one hurts. This is a guy that has made Tony Parker into a deadly shooter, made Kawhi Leonard into the player that he is today when it comes to shooting. He made Keldon Johnson a three-point shooter overnight pretty much. It's a huge loss losing Chip. What are your guys' opinions on the guy that is known as the shooting savior here in San Antonio? I personally think it sucks because I mean you're gonna have a you're gonna be left without a shooting coach and you have guys on the roster that need help. You know, you have Shohan, you know, Malachi looked like he had his flashes here and there, but his three was inconsistent. And then you have Wesley just taking those contested shots. And but and you could say, yeah, well, he made some of them, but you got you're gonna get to the point where you're gonna need to actually consistently make those if you're gonna take those. Um I think it just sucks, but we eventually knew this day was gonna happen. I had one of my friends, you know, kind of give like the ultimate end game. It was like, well maybe this is hinting that towards you you know who's gonna be retiring. And I was like, no, I don't think so yet. But, I mean, you can kind of say, no, like, the days are going to be coming eventually. And maybe he just doesn't want to be part of a rebuild or he's just tired. You know, 17 seasons in the league, you know, kind of puts a wear on you. And there was a good point from uh, one of our team members from Project Spurs and Slack with John Diaz. You know, maybe, you know, he becomes one of his own shooting coaches. Like, you see uh, some of those guys on Instagram and Twitter, you know, training those athletes. So, maybe he opens up his own practice and kind of just does some private lessons. But, nonetheless, he, I, I thank Chip for everything. I don't know, personally, when his contract ends. I, maybe you know that, Rudy, or stats. But it's going to suck. But we'll see where they go and keep the train moving, man. I'll give you an idea. This is what I was thinking was that when they, cause they never said, okay, Chip has, you know, five years left on his contract. We, we, nobody can really find Chip's contract. So what I'm thinking is that he's going to stick around until pop sticks around. When pop leaves, that's when we see Chip leave. 
that's exactly what I'm thinking. So probably get through this season. I don't think Pop comes back after this season. So I'm pretty much feeling that both Chip and Pop are gone after this season. But a brilliant career. I mean, you're talking 20, 20 years as a coach because he had 17 with the Spurs. He was also an assistant with Detroit and also I believe it was Denver. It was another team as well in the league before the Spurs. So I think he leaves when Pop leaves, which is probably going to be after this season. Stats, I mean, Chip is the one that told us, you know, as a man, you have to shoot your shot, whether it be at the bar or on the court. Are you going to miss Chip England as an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, yes, and so will the organization. Um, this man's fingerprints is, I mean, you guys just, you talked about Tony Parker, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, it's a fantastic example of just how they drafted a talented defensive guy. And over the years, uh, this guy helped develop Kawhi's shot, his game, his offensive game overall. Um, and I'm glad y'all mentioned Keldon because his three-point percentage went up by 7% uh, this season, which is a big deal. Um, compared to like two seasons ago. And so this guy's, um, this guy's work is showing out there over the years on the floor with some of these players. The players like him. They believe in him. And it is going to be sad when he does leave. But you brought up a good point. He's been in the league for a long time. Uh, he's been with Pop for a while. He's, you know, he's been, he, he's stayed loyal. And um, I think it's one of those cases where it just came time. It's it's time for him to kind of he wants to move on to something else. And um, I don't really I don't think he'll end up going to a different team just because I he's been doing this for so long. And I feel like he might be, um, you know, just ready to go on to the next chapter in his life um, that's outside of maybe, you know, being an assistant coach or such. But I completely agree with you, Rudy. I think he's going to end up walking with Pop uh, when Pop leaves. And um, no one can blame him. And no one should have any hate towards him for that. Uh, Spurs Twitter does like to get a little bit heated. And, uh, I mean, sports fans like to get a little bit heated when um, certain coaches or players leave and then they start getting angry with them for making those decisions. But... This is definitely one of those cases where no one should be mad at him. Uh, he paid his dues. He's left his fingerprints all over the organization and the franchise, and those fingerprints are also on those trophies. Did you guys hear that interview with Will Hardy recently where they kind of asked him, you know, about the discussion that he had with Pop before he left? He basically, you know, he basically told Pop, you know, if you, if you don't want me to leave, I won't leave. And he said that him and Pop had discussions and they weighed out the good options, they weighed out the bad options. And ultimately, Pop said, you know, there's more good for you leaving and branching out and, you know, eventually becoming a head coach. So that's the reason why Will left. But that goes to show you, man, that it you can be called. You know, they're going to call stats. Hey, we want you to be the next head coach of, you know, the Toronto Raptors or the New York Knicks. And it's kind of like, wow, we're going to pay you, you know, $15 million a year to coach for five years, you know, all this stuff. But you have enough respect to say, you know what, Pop, I'm only making $2 million here. I could be making 13 more coaching somewhere else, but I'm not going to leave because of you. That shows like that shows a lot, man. That shows a lot as how, you know, loyal and, you know, how much that they owe to pop and everything. So 
great interview. If you guys get a chance to go listen to it, check it out. Um, I forgot who actually did the interview, but you can just search online Will Hardy interview uh, with Coach Pop uh, in the background. But I, I got to move on to something else here, and it goes down to this. Football season, surprisingly, is around the corner. NFL preseason coming up in August. We're talking fantasy now. I'm going to throw this out of left field. Fantasy football is coming up, and we're not talking fantasies like Rock has because Rock has lived all the fantasies that we all want to live. We're not going to say how how many women he's had at one time. Right, Rock? I'm not going to do that. Of course, I get the uh, loudest car next to me. The engines are revving up. The engines are revving up. What was that? I don't, no, I don't have any women, man. I don't know what you're talking about, man. No, no women. Okay. So, no women so Rock's rock. playing. Rock's playing coy, so we know that. And as Rock said, as I was talking, the engines were revving up. That was a Rock engine revving up right there, right next to me. But fantasy football, I've seen the debate. I'm going to settle it here. Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry? I've seen more people jump on King Henry's bandwagon as the number one pick in fantasy football right now. I'm not doing a sweeper keep. That's that thing. But are you buying or selling Derrick Henry as the number one running back option in fantasy football? Who wants to start? Whoever wants to jump in. Rock, Rock pulled the humble card on us, Rudy, so I think you should go. I, I respect Rock. All right, Rock. There you go. Rock, buy or sell Derrick Henry number one running back. I'm selling it, but selling it really tiny. Um, I've been a firm believer that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the number one back this year. Henry is a hell of a back, and he's going to be up there in the top, you know, top three backs probably gone off the board. But – there's a like the slightest little concern only because I could see like a one A one B situation because the report saying Naheem Naheem Hines is going to be used more, but there's always that smoke that they say. But you did see a little bit of that from the Colts for some reason when they have Jonathan Taylor that can do everything and arguably won a lot of players playoff victories last year with his performances and the hit. Their, and their mean. He won it for me, um, but. I'm selling it just just barely. I haven't really dove into like all fantasy football rankings. I need to though, because I mean, uh, I have some redrafts coming up. But I, mostly, I'm worried because we're in a dynasty. I mean, just like me and you, because I'm gonna beat you this year. But oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but his team is trash stats. But um, <laughs> but I'm selling it just a little bit short. All right, Sats, buy or sell. Derrick Henry is the number one option in fantasy football this year at running back. I'm going to say at running back because there's some clarification there, but at running back. Yeah, good good, good clarification there because, uh, I mean, I've seen some people really hype, like really taking even cup at number one too. But uh, yep. that's a real option. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, I'm going to sell. Uh, I, I think Taylor should be the 1-1. One, one. Um, going into redrafts and such, and uh, I'm not too worried about Hines. Uh, They're basically a run-first team anyway. Matt Ryan being there is going to only bolster that because um, they're going to want to protect him, and they have one of the best O-lines in the league 
um not only for actually uh it's it's interesting because like you know they could just let uh jt like do do most of the heavy lifting and then matt ryan i mean could pass it out to Pittman or such and um but they're going to protect ryan and they're going to give uh, jt a lot a lot of carries the tennessee titans do lead the league in rush attempts uh, by a team but i am a little bit concerned about henry's injury um i think he's going to be healthy but there's always that chance because um, I know he came back sooner than he probably should have for those playoffs, and uh, it was obvious he wasn't 100%. But um, I don't know, just with, with JT's production, and they're both very good picks. But um, And, you know, the Titans lead the league in, uh, in, like, rush attempts. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong with either, but if you have that number one pick, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. There you go. Everybody's on that JT bandwagon. And I will say that I kind of agree with you guys. I can see JT going number one. If I had the number one pick right now, I would definitely take Jonathan Taylor. Uh, probably one of the best old lines in the game. So you expect the production to be up there. I The only thing I worry about is, like you mentioned, the split. You know, he may not get he may not get all the touches King Henry would get, but you look at production. I, I think that he he's going to probably catch more balls out of the backfield. I think like one of y'all had mentioned, I think Seth had mentioned that as well. It's, it's more of that kind of production, but wow. I mean, Derek Henry, that's, he hasn't let anybody down outside of the injury. And it's kind of weird because when lately when you get a hyped up running back, it tends to happen. They kind of have an off year or an injury kind of derails them. It has happened in fantasy the last few years. So hoping it doesn't happen this year because I have JT in a keeper league. And it's kind of weird in that league. I have JT, uh, Justin Herbert, Devontae Adams. I've got a lot of the bigger guys in there that I drafted the first year. I can only keep one, so it's kind of – I mean, I can only keep three, and I've got other guys like Cooper Cup, I think, is on there too. So Ooh. I'm going to have a tough time yeah. keeping just three in that league. But nonetheless, one more fantasy question for you guys before we move on to sweeper keep here. Baker Mayfield, fantasy option, yay or nay? I mean, he's part of the the Carolina Panthers now. We've talked about him a little bit in last week's episode. Fantasy-wise, is he a fantasy option? Now, you're not going to draft him early, but could he be a viable backup for your fantasy team? We started with The Rock. We're going to start with stats this time. Yay or nay, Baker Mayfield stats, does he does he make team stats somewhere in this draft? Um, not sure in the draft. I think Baker would be a very nice uh, fill-in uh, for a bye week uh, going in. I I, I trust that offense more with Baker than with Darnold. Uh, Darnold kind of just froze in a lot of those games, and I just don't really trust him. But with Baker, they're going to protect him. It's McCaffrey's team. It's a it's going to be a run-first type of deal. Uh, he has a nice safety valve in uh, DJ Moore, who is another guy who's going to have a great fantasy season. You know, <laughs> He's going to be his guy next season. And, uh, I mean, don't, that doesn't mean he's not going to show love to McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to catch a lot of passes, too. But 
Uh, with that being said, yeah, I would trust Baker. He's got a lot more to prove too. Uh, everyone kind of saw what Darnold did last season. And uh, I think the Panthers organization and their fans are ready for a fresh face. Baker's ready for a fresh start. I think we just, we talked about this last week, but um, I think yeah. he's going to go in there with a much clearer mindset and a brand new um, look on his career right now, because now he doesn't have to have the stink of the Browns on him. He can shake it off. He's a Panther now, and uh, he can go out there and, you know, put his handprint on this team. What I kind of feel, before I get to rock real quick, I'm going to get rock the floor here, but I look at it like, okay, so Baker had a tremendous running game in Cleveland with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He's got McCaffrey. Still couldn't do anything with that kind of running game. What makes it any different? Because remember, his receiving court isn't any better there. So I'm not even so sure I would trust Baker, period, in fantasy. Like, at all. And you know what? I don't even know if I would trust McCaffrey as a fantasy option this year. There's something to think about. Rock, Baker Mayfield, fantasy option, what do you think? I think he'd be one of those guys where you, you kind of just see him at the end of the draft and it's like maybe you need a backup or you just kind of be the, want to be that guy where, you know, you know someone doesn't have a backup quarterback yet and you just want to go three deep on purpose and then you just kind of just use him as trade bait. I've done that plenty of times, plenty of years. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a funny option to come sometimes because you just see that one guy struggling and they're just hitting up your DMs like give me him, give me him, and you kind of use it to your advantage. Um, hey, you gotta yeah. you gotta play chestnut checkers out here, stats. But um, I like like you said, you do have a good point. Um, his his receiving corps will be depleted from what he had in the Browns. I mean, yes, you do have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson who could come about. And maybe Terrence Marshall, but I mean, you had Jarvis, you had Odell, um, Donovan Peoples Jones. He targeted Jarvis a bunch of times. He could never get going with Odell. So it doesn't believe me to think that he could probably get going with DJ Moore. Plus, he's coming into an offense where he doesn't really know the playbook. Training camps are already around the corner. Sam Donald's going to have the upper leg on him right away. I mean, both of those quarterbacks were talented quarterbacks in high school and college, but I don't know if Baker's going to be given the job right away. Uh, I know Donald will be put, put on a short leash most likely, but I'm kind of maybe just targeting the Baker late. But unless reports say that he's going to be given the job week one, I would be very like one to 10. I'd probably be like a three for drafting him. Uh, there are better backups options. You know, you, you could include Mr. Dog himself, Zach Wilson. Um, there's been a lot of stuff talking about him, but he could be a, a good viable backup this year. So, uh, but I'm not really trusting the Baker bandwagon. Plus, he's an OU guy, so OU sucks. <laughs> there you go. From the Rock's mouth himself. From the uh, some sweep the league version of Zach Wilson himself, the Rock. Rocky Garza. Giving it to you, Baker style. So, yeah, fantasy option. I mean, like I said, I don't trust. I'm not even trusting McCaffrey going into this season. I, I'm actually staying away from anything and everything Carolina Panthers this year. Um, if you know what, it's not going to happen. But if McCaffrey was to fall to the fourth or fifth round, then yeah, I might take a flyer on him there. But he's one guy that everybody's hyped about. But I just I cannot see him having any type of value in fantasy this year. We're going to get into more fantasy talk as the uh, season comes up. We're going to make a probably an entire show of fantasy football here for Sweep the League. But nonetheless, it's that time. It's sweeper keep time. 
Rudy, Stats, The Rock holding it down. The rest of the crew will be joining us here very, very soon. Stats, it's Sweeper Key, man. Let's get into this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tuning in here for Sweep the League podcast. Welcome to Sweep or Keep, the game where if you like something, you're going to keep it. If you like a bit of news, you're going to keep it. If you don't, you're going to sweep it. So here we go, gentlemen. For those of you listening for the first time, enjoy. This is our patented segment, and we just love to have a blast with it. Uh, These guys, sometimes they have an idea of uh, or they have (laughs) seen the news, but... A lot of times they have not seen what I bring up, so we will figure out what happens today. Number one, gentlemen, for the first time, rings will be handed out to the Summer League champions. Sweep or keep? Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm not keeping I'm sweeping it. I'm, I don't like the, partic- the participation trophy shit. I mean, I get it. It's a Summer League. It's champions, you know, all this other stuff, but... It's summer league. I mean, this is like an overachieved, you know, AAU basketball tournament. I mean, who cares? It's summer league. Why do you want to give rings out? As it is, you saw Jaden Ivy get hurt. You saw what's his name, uh, Liddell, go out for the season. I don't even like summer league that much. Just go back to regular preseason games when you see the NBA rookies for the first time. I'm sweeping it. I don't really give a damn about the the rings themselves. I to me it's just where it's just another participation thing. Just like the whole we're gonna give out a conference MVP last year. It's just a waste of time for me. Yeah, I'm sweeping it as well. I did see some like memes saying, you know, uh someone called Chris Paul because he can finally win himself a ring. And it was it was just a lot of more memes about, you know, those players that were iconic in their own way, but they never were able to land a ring. But it was just kind of weird when I saw, like, the the range itself. I was like, what are we doing here? I mean, like you said, I'm not a guy for participation trophy. Yeah, I did it. You know, there are winners and losers, and everyone has to try. But I was never about that, you know, growing up about participation. I mean, yeah, you, you know, at a young age, you want to ha- have the kids have fun. And growing up, you still want to have fun. But, I mean, you win or lose at the end of the day. But, I mean, regardless, you're going to have fun doing it. In one way or another, it just kind of just depends on, you know, who's leading you for your team. But, I mean, those rings, man, that's just weird. And it's kind of sad that those rings are way better than the all-star WNBA trophy that, that Kelsey Plum had got. You know, you see how small that it was. It looked like a spelling bee trophy. That was off of a bowling trophy. Like, for real. I have plenty of bowling trophies, and that looked like the cup off of a bowling trophy. And for real, man, I mean, what's next for Summer League? Are we going to give them the, the Luke Longley MVP award? I mean, the you're giving Forbes. them rings. Yeah, Bryn Forbes MVP award. I mean, you're giving <laughs> rings away. So, I mean, you may as well give rename it after guys that just use their teams to get rings. Luke Longley. I mean, who else? Uh, Jack Haley got a lot of rings. I mean, he got tons of rings just by being the 12th man on the bench. But, yeah, we got to sweep this shit out of here. That's that's terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for them to bring out the, the Darko Milicic participation award. Oh my God, Darko Milicic! What that that name should have never come up on this podcast ever, but it <laughs> did. So that's an awesome, awesome reference there. What do we got next, guys? All right, gentlemen, here we go. We have got a quote from our actually current star and uh, very good player, Ja Morant. All right, so this is a quote from him. 
If you put MJ in today's game, he's just another superstar. We got me, Steph, Luca, Dame, Trey, and then guys like Braun, KD, Giannis, Kawhi. It's not just one superstar and a bunch of you know average dudes. You feel sweep or keep? Brock, you want to start on this? Okay, I mean, Jaw does have a point in the sense. Hear me out before you freak out on me, Rudy. MJ you're would be, a fucking moron, for real. If you're gonna no, keep no. this shit, you're, me? go ahead, go ahead. Go He's ahead. so defensive. I, I'm just saying. It's the Heat, man. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan is the goat. But I'm just saying, like he's a, a superstar. Yeah, he's not. But he's not another superstar. Is the way Jaw says it, if that makes sense. You know, he's not just one of those guys, and we have a bunch of superstars. He'd arguably be the best superstar in the league. You know, one A, one B. Could say, I guess, with LeBron or you know whoever you think the superstar is. You know, but it would be different for Jordan to play in this era right now, just because of the rules and just how athletic, more athletic guys were. Well, Jordan was that guy. I mean, it would be interesting to see how he would go against, you know, a Jaw, a KD, a LeBron. You know, everyone always wanted to see that in their dreams. But I'm sweeping. I'm I'm kind of on both sides in the middle. I get what Jaw means. I mean, he's a confident guy. But Jordan, Jordan would give him buckets, and I don't think Jaw can stay in front of Jordan. So I'll leave it at that. If anyone is keeping this, just give me a fair follow. Go. Go follow a different sport. Don't don't worry about basketball. You know jack shit about basketball. You sweep this completely. I mean, John Morant in Jordan's era was is Penny Hardaway. He literally is Penny Hardaway. Exciting, young, athletic, point guard. That's all he is. There's no way that Jordan would be just another guy, just a jack. I'm just another guy in any league. Jordan, and I'm not even giving him saying like absolute goat status. I mean, I get LeBron is the goat of this era of basketball, but for Ja to say that Jordan would be just another player in today's league is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard from any of these young superstars. Name me another star in this league that would keep this shit that Ja said. That is terrible. That is absolute terrible so sweep this to hell sweep it under the carpet sweep it out of here you know what if he really feels that way i love the confidence in you kid keep up that confidence but you're no more than penny hardaway in jordan's era there you go there you go said it from the ravishing one himself all right, guys. Exactly. All right, guys. We got a bit of a fun little local news here, actually. So the San Antonio Spurs unveiled their 2022-2023 Nike NBA Classic Edition uniforms to commemorate the team's 50th anniversary season. Sweep or keep? Keep, 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 keep. A hundred quadrillion zillion infinite times you keep this. Finally, they got this thing right. You're relaunching the original, you know, the original jerseys, man, uniforms, even the shorts. The shorts are fantastic. I am buying so many of these and having them customized to get, you know, Spurs legends. Shit, you may even see me buy a Willie Anderson one because I'm so fucking happy these are coming back. I'm keeping this all day. 
um, sweet, sweet. Nah, I'm just kidding. I just want to hear really. <laughs> right when he I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, Rock. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. Um, those jerseys are badass. Um, you saw a rumor, um, kind of a little bit a couple months ago that they're gonna be bringing those back. I I never really liked the camel jerseys. Nothing against you know the Alamo City like it's called. Uh, you know that's big military family, but I just never really liked the camel ones. The Fiesta ones, I liked them. Um, I just I'm a little I was a little bit picky like on the how the Spurs looked like the black, the lettering. But I think these are the best jerseys you can go. I mean, you're gonna see you're gonna be you have a lot of older fans. You know, yes, you're older, Rudy. Maybe just just a little bit. You know, I know you know, I'm 26, but you're 28, so you're not that old. But you know, <laughs> you're gonna have some of those those memories. You know, those people that are gonna be remembering those George Gervin days and. I liked how they did the announcement with Mr. Iceman himself and the voiceover he did. But those jerseys are super cool, man. I mean, I, I personally can't wait to get one. But the question is, I mean, like I said, I'm keeping it. Who, If y'all to get a current player, you know, would everyone feel like they could be traded? Who would y'all get? Who do y'all feel safe having a jersey of? What current player right now? For me, nobody. I, I, I'm being dead serious. And the reason why I say nobody is not disrespect anybody. But a classic Spurs jersey like this, You've got to get the classic players. You've got to get the old school players because back then this wasn't an option. Like you couldn't walk in and get a Alvin Robertson jersey or anything like that. I mean, this is your one time to get that old school jersey. I mean, for real, dude, I've got a list of like 20 guys already that I want to get a customized jersey of. I mean, if I had to get one current player, maybe maybe primo maybe basel i don't know but when i saw these coming out which again we knew they were going to come out already but the way they looked my heart instantly said i've got to go old school 100 percent old school nothing if i want a new player jersey i'm getting one of the newer jerseys you know the newer style jerseys but i'm definitely going old school players of mine yeah you stats man they look sick like seriously, they look so good, and uh, I mean, there it, there is one. At least we get this little one, you know, light in the darkness type of thing. Uh, with so much happening, so much change happening in the organization. Um, and like we talked about, you know, this is, you know, this could be seen as like, oh, this is just like the one little good thing that's making up for all this negative stuff. But fans, like, and we talked about this last week, I believe, but. Fans shouldn't be looking at this as, you know, oh, this whole, the team is doomed going forward. This is part of a life cycle in the NBA. The NBA is a business. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. And good teams don't get good overnight. They have to hit the reset button sometimes. And Mm -hmm. they have to build in the draft, build and trade, free agency. And that takes years to do. The Golden State Warriors, it took years for that team to grow, develop, and turn into the champions that they ended up becoming. Um, so fans need to chill. Um, they don't. They shouldn't give up on their team. Spurs fans shouldn't give up on being a Spurs fan. Um, if anything, it's going to feel so much better when they do get back to the mountaintop or when they do become that playoff team that uh, they they definitely can be. And uh, the organization um, has trust in its players, and they're going to. It's going to take a little bit of time, but. They're going to eventually get back to the mountaintop at some point, and uh, fans just have to stick it out. It's not easy, but I think this is where the true fans come out. Exactly. Exactly. Well put. Well put, Seth. 
bravo on that bravo do we have one more or are we done with we, super key we do have one more and i wanted to save this right. one for last because i always like getting y'all a little heated at the end uh oh, with these last yeah. ones Ooh. i mean it was a sweeper keep man this is this is the game where you, you see the, the true emotions come out and this is this is why i love this game too because i love hearing y'all just come out of nowhere with some sort of thought on something <laughs> so with that being said all right we got ourselves a nice little quote from andre iguodala <laughs> oh, oh boy you, you probably know what i'm talking about here if Rashid Wallace played in our league today, he'd be better than Giannis. And I love Giannis. Sweep or keep? I think Rock goes first this time. So Rock, you're on you're on deck. <sighs> I'm sweeping the hell out of this, man. How how are you gonna say he'd be better than Giannis? I mean, Rashid was a hell of a guy. You know, I remember watching him. Um, I didn't really get into like basketball, basketball like until that 04 season and then 05 when the Spurs played the Pistons. But, dude, how would Rashid be better, man? I mean, Giannis, they would be interesting to go at each other because, I mean, it would be, at, you know, just banging bodies. But, I mean, Giannis is so much better than him. I don't know how Iggy said that. I mean, I saw that and I just laughed about it because, I mean, I, I, I mean, let, unless you can call me out on Rudy and stats, I never saw Rashid really have an offensive game. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up seeing him. So, I mean, to the fans that were saying, you know, if he did have a game, I, I was born in 96. I didn't really get to see him during, I think it was in his Blazers days, correct? Um, but yeah. uh, I, I don't think I don't think he would be better than Giannis, man. I mean, Giannis is one of the biggest superstars in the league, and he's only getting better. But heck no, dude. I'm, I'm sweeping that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a – being, you know, as old and ancient as I am, I've been able to see a lot of players play. And – I can truly say that I would sweep this, but in a very, very small, small universe, I can also understand why somebody would say that and not being just a Rashid, you know, stand basically. Um, in Rashid's, you know, heyday, the guy could shoot. I mean, he was a really good three-point shooter. He could spread the floor. He could go inside. He can defend. He was a really good defender. He was a prototypical big man, and he was actually, to be honest with you, he was one of the guys that was ahead of his time. I mean, you're talking about guys like Dirk, who could spread the floor, Kevin Garnett. Um, He was definitely a guy that could spread the floor. So if you're talking overall player, I can see the comparisons to Giannis and maybe uh, why people say that Giannis might be – uh, not as good as Rashid. I, I see that, but at the same time, I, I, Giannis has accomplished so much in so little time. You've got to give the nod to Giannis. I mean, MVP, champion. I mean, Rashid was a champion with the uh, the Bad Boys, not the Bad Boys, but the Detroit Pistons. So uh, it's kind of hard for me to say sweep entirely. I do understand where Andre is, but when you look at, you know, stat statistics and you also look at accomplishments personally on the uh, individual standards, Giannis is far by far the supreme player when it comes to Rashid Wallace. But overall, even if you include the team, I can definitely see Rashid being that guy where you can say, you know what? I can compare him to a Giannis Antetokounmpo 
as far as team goes. So I'm sweeping it, but a very small part of me understands why people would keep it. There you go. There you have it. That is sweep or keep. That was a good one. I like those. That was a nice little explosive one there. Um, yeah, I, shoot, I loved all of it. But needless to say, like a uh, John Morant tweet, because I'm still kind of irked about why he would say that. Needless to say, as that will probably eventually be deleted, this episode of Super League will never be deleted. You can catch us on uh, wherever podcasts are available, man, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, everywhere. Be sure to check us out. Download the latest edition of Sweep the League. We've got our latest episodes on there as well for you to enjoy. Join us in Sweep or Keep. Tweet at us on Twitter. Rock, give them your tweet for your Twitter handle, please. Yeah, my Twitter is Rocks Junior, R-C-K-S-S Junior. Just uh, hit me up if you want to talk sports, anything related, but I'm always willing to chat with some folks. Uh, yeah. And stats, drop your Twitter handle, por favor. Gracias, Rude. Uh, you can follow me at Mark the MC, M-A-R-K-T-H, three threes, no E's, capital M, capital C. And you can find me at Sweep the League on Twitter. And like I said, drop us a drop us a tweet. If you want to join in on Sweep or Keep, give us your takes. As we drop the new le- the newest and the latest episodes of Sweep the League, we'll probably throw in the uh, Sweep or Keep questions in there so we can get some responses on there. But, gentlemen, I'm on vacation next week. The ship is you guys to control. I guarantee you guys are not going to sink the ship. It's going to continue to go 100% in the right direction. If I can join in, I will. But if not, I'm going to see if I can get you a special, special guest to join you guys for next week. I'm wishing you the best of luck. Don't miss me too much, guys. At all, don't miss me. Oh, I won't miss you. I know you won't miss me at all. Rock is so honest. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Sober stats for Rock. Rudy Campos Jr. Shamaya is on a break, but he will be back on the beach with the same thing with Derek Gervin. You guys enjoy y'all's week till we meet up again. Me in two weeks. Stats and Rock will get y'all next week. Till the next episode of Sweep the League. We'll see you guys later. Oh, yeah. Stay hard.